Hey there. Welcome to Thriving with Technology, the science-led podcast that's here to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world. And I'm your host, I'm August Bryce from techwellness.com. This show is designed to give you a practical approach on how to navigate the important tech toxins in our world. We have real-life stories, experiences, and non-fear-based facts about cybersecurity and EMFs, your online privacy, internet overuse, what leads to addiction, blue light, oh, and so much more. So thank you. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Thriving with Technology, the tech wellness podcast with August Bryce. I'm August. Hello. Welcome. Super excited about your show today. This is a great, great show. I was happy to be able to listen to it when you guys recorded it. Yes, Dr. Learen Keneally, MD, a prominent leader in the integrative functional medical field. Dr. Keneally founded the Center for New Medicine and the Cancer Center for Healing in Irvine, California. And what they do is they treat the whole person, precise, personalized approaches to all of their patients. And that includes prevention, early detection of cancer, and internal medicine. I was introduced to her by a friend nearly 20 years ago because I was really having, you know, unusual fatigue for a guy my age. I am healthy now. And this was sure. a while back, you guys. We've, we've known her for 20 years. Yeah. So 20 years ago, I was feeling blech and I couldn't move. I wasn't you know, sleeping well and I was tired all the time. And I went to sleep in the afternoon, sometimes at my desk with my hands on my keyboard. Oh my Always embarrassing to do that. Never want to try and do that. A friend introduced me and got in there and started talking to her about what was going on. And she was like, oh, well, this, 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 and that. Found out I've got a thyroid issue. So I've been on thyroid and she helped me with my hormones. Miraculously, almost immediately, I was like a new guy. I had all kinds of energy. I lost weight. I felt better. I just think that she does amazing work. When she opened the cancer center, I was like, wow, that's interesting. She has turned from a functional medicine doctor into a functional cancer doctor. And now people are coming from all over the planet. We, all over the world. Do you know yep. how many patients? So you are you were not a cancer patient, but all of her patients together, guess how many people have come through the Center for New Medicine and the Cancer Center for Healing now? At least several dozen. 47,000. That's big. She That's is lot. highly regarded and mm -hmm. her team. She has a team of naturopaths and chiropractors and other medical doctors and nutritionalists, and they are all top of the game. It's stuff that you don't find in just about any other, you know, doctor's office. I mean, you can go in there and get, you know, not only cancer treatments of all sorts, but hyperbaric oxygen is one of the things that I've done there, which is mm -hmm. amazing. She's got red light therapy. All the stuff that people are talking about right now is being super helpful. She's got it. You know, through those 47,000 some odd patients she's seen, I know that she believes the toxins, whether it's EMFs or any other kind of environmental toxicity we're exposed to, is really key. You have to avoid as much toxicity as you can. And I know, August, that you believe that as well. Oh, completely. You know, I, I give, I have a whole stack of her book, The Cancer Revolution. And I give that, sadly, to so many people who have been diagnosed with cancer. But if they read that book, it is actually the perfect prevention guide to not getting cancer. And toxins have a lot to do with it. She's going to talk about that and so much more in this podcast. Hi, Learen. It's so great to see you. 
Oh, it's so good to see you. I miss you. I miss you. We moved away from Orange County. I love you so much. And I have to tell you something about Learn. Okay, so Learn and I met over 20 years ago, instantly, fast friends. We believe so much in integrative natural medicine. I have to tell you, she is the hardest working woman I know. And you are, Learn. Yeah, well, I love what I do. And I want everyone to know what I know because we need to change and transform many, many lives all over the world. We're 43rd in the world in healthcare. You'd be better off in a third world country than in the United States. We spend two and a half times more than any other country. Autism is one in 37. Elementary school kids, 60% of them have one or more chronic illnesses. Our teenagers have anxiety, depression, and other medical problems. You look at college-age kids, they all have to take Adderall and be on pot every day to get through their life. And then the amount of young people with cancer has escalated incredibly in the last 16 months, okay, outrageously. So 25, 30, 35-year-olds, outrageous increase in cancer and no decrease in cardiovascular disease. And cancer is about one in two people. So with all that information, we all should be taking a moment to reflect and say, how do we improve the human race? That's what we all should be concerned about. We all are inextricably connected, either intimately or some other way. And so we should all be looking at how we can create the most excellent human being. I 100% agree and love you. And this is why we're aligned. We both think the same way. We're out there trying to share our knowledge And I want more people to get to know you today because everyone who works with you, all of your patients really adore you. And you can see why. Look at this passion. And you hit on something. We're going to talk about cancer. I'm all about technology and how it affects our lives. And that's what I want to, that's the intersection that I want to go in today. But really quickly, why do you think this increase in cancer in the last 16 months? Well, that's a very good question because every day I reflect, okay, I drive to work and I'm like, what is the common thread with all of this? You know, there's never enough storm in the perfect storm of a health crisis. There's not usually one thing. Mm -hmm. There's, I would say, you know, multiple things, multifaceted roots of a disease, whether you have heart disease or cancer or autoimmune or any other disease. It's never just go home and get a good night's sleep. That's not the answer. But I think a couple of things. One is that people are stressed beyond anything I've ever seen, okay? And when you see 16-year-olds that have anxiety and depression and the suicide rate outrageously increased, we know there's something not okay, all right? And I think to live in today's world, you know, we're older, so we knew what it was like 50 years ago. It was simple, kind of happy. You know, you could get things done easily. I remember when I bought my first car, I just went to the bank, talked to the president of the bank and said, you know, I'm a cashier at a grocery store. I want to buy a car. And he like worked with me. Well, that would never happen in today's world. Okay, you would never go to the bank and speak to the president of the bank. So I think we've lost our connection and other people helping you get to where you need to be. Okay, I think that's much harder today stress in people's lives from the way we're living in the world today. They're constantly being distracted by this news thing, this social media thing, and this thing. I know there's companies trying to help people live consciously, so I appreciate that. And like what we're talking about today, we're trying to help people live the best life possible. 
And then the food industry has been bastardized quite a bit. There is availability. You know, we have farmers markets and different, you know, we do have organic options, but people are eating dead processed chemical foods. Okay. So that's not going to serve their body. Right. And then the biggest thing that's happened is that the electromagnetic field has grown exponentially in the last 20 plus years. Okay. And I remember my daughter, who's 28 now, we did uh, her eighth grade science experiment on how electromagnetic fields affect a living substance. And so that was life changing for me on what we saw and what we observed. And I know this is your personal passion. And I think it needs to be a lot of people's personal passion because, you know, that field is, you know, out of control. It's, it's the number one lobby in Washington. Okay. And the people that orchestrate and work on that do not have any really good science background. And if you look at all the thousands of studies that have been done, and, you know, if you look at the tobacco industry, you know, that everyone thought smoking was great. Okay, smoking's great. They advertised it in medical journals. And years and years, they knew that things were not great, but they kept marketing it. Even though, and I think there's a great book called Doubts of Merchants, something like that, mm-hmm. that talked about the industry, how tobacco smoking was okay and okay and great and no problem. And, and doctors were encouraging it. And then it took so many years because one of my patients was an attorney for the tobacco industry. And he told me, and he had lung cancer from smoking. And so he fought, though. He, his whole mission was to fight and show the truth of the tobacco industry. So here we are again in the electromagnetic field, you know, revolution of people, you know, because look, back then, not everybody smoked, but everybody has a cell phone. The effects are profound. And so like, if you look at the insert of your cell phone, it says don't have close to your body. All right. And it does say it's carcinogenic. People put it, you know, their cell phone in their bra or in their back pocket. And now you know, they don't want you to know the truth of the electromagnetic fields. And we know scientifically how it affects the body. We know through the work of Martin Paul that it affects the calcium channels that are in your body. So most of your calcium is on the outside of the cell. So it causes a rush inside the cell, which is not good. In fact, Dr. Levy, he's a cardiologist, wrote a book, Death by Calcium. I've been reading so much about calcium dysmetabolism. And so I think it's happening a lot more than we even imagine. And you look at diseases, you know, you look at osteoporosis, you look at cancer, you look at a degeneration of the body, you look at like everything that there is calcifications. Like when a woman gets a mammogram, they're looking at calcifications. Mm-hmm. So nobody's saying, well, why do we get these calcifications? And why is there such a dramatic increase? But if you look at how we're aging, is there's lots of calcifications. Like when people get calcifications in their heart, they get kidney stones, they get bone spurs. Those are all calcium dysmetabolism. And calcium affects every single cell in your body, okay? So when it affects every single cell, that means it affects the mitochondria. It affects the whole cytoplasm of the cell, the cell nucleus. And so we have to like really now take a really deep pause and say, how should we protect the human person? And that's what the medical profession isn't doing, is we're not counterbalancing 
like you talk about all the time, the counterbalancing that a patient person can do to protect themselves from EMFs. Like when you sleep, like what should you do? Turn off the Wi-Fi at night. Keep your phone in the other bedroom. All those things. And I want you guys to know, I've known Lauren, you know, decades. And I was a friend first. And then I came to see you. And I was so impressed because 15 years ago, Dr. Keneally had an EMF intake on her intake form, a page and a half of EMF history. So this isn't anything new to you. You get this and you know how important it is. And you talk about the industry and you have led, you have led, as far as I'm concerned, the functional medicine industry. You've been a functional medicine doctor since I met you. And you've had 37 years. And you're an MD. I want you to tell everyone how you made that transition and why. Actually, it's multiple, multiple inputs. I was born in the 50s. And so when my mother was pregnant with me, she started bleeding. And the doctor told her, oh, I have this drug that can stop the bleeding and help you save the baby. Well, that drug was called DES, diethylstilbestro. So then, of course, when I'm 16 years old, I'm living in Houston, Texas, and my parents got a letter, oh, you took this drug. That drug caused cancer in both male and female offspring, hormone problems, infertility, anatomical Mm -hmm. problems, et cetera. So then I started like saying, okay, I got into health. I was babysat for an ER doctor. I said, oh, I think I can be a doctor, you know, went to college. And then I went to UT School of Public Health and did my thesis on DES. And then I went to medical school and after medical school, went to UCLA, Harbor UCLA in Torrance. And then I'm like, oh, my God, all we're doing is treating patients in crises managements with drugs. And how could this possibly be the way to heal people? So then I said, okay, what am I going to do? So I started working in ERs and different things. And then I started a practice in Los Angeles. I hired a registered dietitian because I was going to focus on weight loss. And I was going to focus on metabolic disorders because everybody thinks it's their metabolism. It could be your metabolism, but not only is it your metabolism, it's how are you living every day? So we have to get your lifestyle in order. And that was 37 years ago. So we taught people how to live their life and how to eat and how to exercise. And then I didn't know what I know now, obviously. So that springboarded me in. I had a lot of hormone problems because I never had consecutive menstrual cycles in my whole life. So I had to learn all about hormones. Well, now we have hormone conundrum now because of all the endocrine disruptors that are in the environment. And so, and then I had infertility. So then I learned all about hormones in another way and how to conquer that crisis. Little by little, all these things I started learning because of my own personal journey. And now I I would say, you know, it's to the extreme degree that we learn how we live and everything that we experience in our life from in utero to now, how it affects us. And one of the biggest things that medicine doesn't even address is people's stress. When I was 45 years of age, I was having lots of stress in my life because I was married and my marriage was not great. So I went to go see a life coach and it was the most powerful thing I ever did in my entire life was going to see a life coach and talk about stress and talk about my life, all right, and how my life affected me to where, you know, I was today. And then that springboarded into how does emotion and stress affect the body? So I started reading all of these books 
to where we are today, and we make it important that every patient do some kind of emotional attunement. And so many people think that if they have stress or emotional problems, that they're inadequate. So that means everybody's inadequate. Now, it's just that, you know, there's a great book called Your Body Keeps Score. So your body knows every single experience. And how do we unravel those unfavorable experiences into a positive thing? And I remember listening to years ago to Thich Nhat Hanh, who was a Vietnamese Buddhist, his cassette tape, so that was a long time ago, was of how to turn negative seeds into positive seeds. So your negative experience has become your positive direction in your life because you've got to unravel a problem and you've got to do it to save yourself. And so those are the tools, you know, you need to do to try to help and bless someone else because you can't help somebody else unless you've had unfavorable experiences. But you need to turn that unfavorable experiences into something that's going to truly bless yourself and bless someone else. And so that's what people don't, you know, they don't really think about. They think that there's something wrong with them instead of saying, no, I'm here for enlightenment in any way possible. Right. Bring me the challenge. And Leon, this is why people come to see you, because not only do you understand, like, why we're not going to do chemo, or maybe we should do chemo. And I want to talk about that, especially in regards to, you know, you have the Cancer Revolution book. It's amazing. I think that what you do is you see the whole person. You look at every aspect. You look at environment. Now you're looking at stress and really talking about it. So you're treating everything. Quickly, tell me, does everyone who gets cancer need to have chemo? So typically for a cancer patient, it's either surgery, chemo, radiation, or some combination thereof, okay? The system is very cookie cutter. It's a conveyor belt. And so if you have this cancer, you get this, and everybody pretty much follows that same recommendations, all right? So the way we do it in our clinic, like you said, you're an entire biological system. And from one cancer cell to tumor formation takes about 10 years to find in the body through ultrasound, MRI, CT scans, PET scans, some kind of imaging. And so we know how to prevent cancer, but prevention people are interested in. They're not preemptive or precise about their health. Our culture does not esteem and teach health. And so we don't think to go to the doctor and say, oh, I want to prevent disease. I want to not get cancer. I don't want to get diabetes. I don't want to get heart disease. But that's not a way our system, it's a very reactive system. So when a patient comes in and it, let's say they have, breast cancer is the number one cancer. So they have a breast lump. If it's only a breast lump in the breast, there's a good chance they won't need chemotherapy. They do a score called the Oncotype DX score, and that will tell you if cancer is going to, I mean, if chemotherapy is going to be needed. But I would say 70% of the time, chemotherapy will not be utilized in a breast cancer patient if it's only in the breast and it's a manageable, you know, lump. It's not a large lump, but, you know, like some of these people, they let their breast lump grow very large, and then sometimes chemotherapy may be needed. Now, if it travels to the lymph glands, okay, which are underneath your arms, you will most likely need chemotherapy. So there's conventional chemotherapy, and then there's fractionated low-dose chemotherapy that we do in our clinic. And so the difference is we do conventional chemotherapy with a conventional oncologist, and he will give the regular dose. But in the fractionated low-dose chemo, it's 10%. You're listening to Thriving with Technology, the podcast from techwellness.com. 
August conversation with Dr. Lear and Keneally will continue after this. You know, it's interesting. One of the things people ask August about the most when uh, they're reaching out to her on social media or over, their, over the website is, what is the one thing I can do to reduce my overall exposure to EMF? And what do you typically tell them? You know, you're absolutely right. It is the Wi-Fi switch. I say reduce your exposure anytime you can and do it simply and easily by turning off your Wi-Fi when you're not using it. And that means turning it off at 10 a.m. if you're finished writing emails or scrolling or whatever it is that you're doing. Whatever nonsense you've got going on. Right. Turn it off at night if you want your family to have the best opportunity for rejuvenating sleep. Turn it off in the afternoon if you want to see your kids nap better. And you know how I know this one? Hmm. Because I have received so many letters from moms telling me about this. Their kids nap once they turn off the Wi-Fi. It's a phenomenon, and it's awesome to hear. So let's talk a little bit about the function here. It's called the Wi-Fi kill switch. Tell us how it works. So you attach the plug to your Wi-Fi, and anytime you want, you don't have to go close to that nasty EMF that's spewing from the Wi-Fi because most Wi-Fis are so powerful now. And it's probably your largest source of electromagnetic fields radio frequency, wireless electromagnetic fields, the worst in your home. So you can, from a hundred feet away, just pop that RF button once and your Wi-Fi is off until you're ready to have it on again. So what you're saying is there's a remote control. Mm -hmm. You can keep yourself away from the Wi-Fi. Thank you. Yes. There's a remote control. Touch the button and Wi-Fi goes bye-bye. Instantly. Dead. That's why it's our bestseller. That's why we call it the Wi-Fi kill switch. Look for it on techwellness.com. And so cancer cells have something like insulin-like growth factors on the cell. And so we use insulin to prime the cell to bring the chemo, like an escort, to bring the chemo into the cancer cell, trying to preserve the other cells. So it's a much more gentler approach. It's been around for over 70, 80 years. It's not something new. And so like for older patients or patients who are sensitive, like last night I was seeing a patient that's here. Uh, visiting from Indiana, and she did chemo before, and her cancer came back, and she couldn't handle, she could not finish her conventional chemotherapy regime, so she came here to do fractionated low dose. But even on the fractionated low dose, it's not easy, and she's only at 10% compared to 100% dose. So there's people out there, like you're sensitive, uh, you and I are sensitive to electromagnetic fields. Not everybody's as sensitive as you and I, But these patients are sensitive to the chemotherapy. That's why we do countermeasures and counterbalancing with every single thing you do. Like if you're going to do this medicine, you've got to do this counterbalancing because every drug is a toxin. Every drug is intoxicating and damaging your body in some way. So let's take statins. If you take a statin, it destroys your coenzyme Q10. It's hard on your liver, increases your sugar levels. It changes your hormones. So if the doctor isn't counterbalancing all those side effects, then you're going to have problems. But chemotherapy may be necessary with the patient. It's usually when the cancer has traveled into multiple parts of the body, we're going to have to use chemo along with many other measures. I tell people there's healing channels. First of all, like you said, the the body is an entire biological system. We got to address the stress and the emotional. Then we got to address all the imbalances in the body. Do you have high sugar? Do you have high inflammation? Do you have low vitamin D? Do you have candida? Do you have parasites? Do you have mold? 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to create this perfect little, not perfect, but as best of an environment for the patient. So we have to treat the soil or the terrain or the environment of the cell. And everything now they're talking about in the literature in cancer is the tumor microenvironment. What is that? That is how is every cell living? What is going on around every cell? You know, is there lots of acidity? Is there lots of sugar? Cancer cells have an anaerobic metabolism, and so they make more sugar. It's not that sugar is necessarily bad for you. It's just the environment of the cell. And then we tend to be very acidic because if we're stressed, we're acidic. If we're eating lots of foods and we're ingesting lots of toxins, we're acidic. And so you add all of these things. I always use cancer as like it's a hundred leaks in the roof and it's a tornado, rainstorm, and hurricane in Texas. And you got to shut all those leaks off. The conventional world is, okay, let's just do the surgery. And then, you know, I'm going to monitor you every three months with, you know, some blood work and maybe some imaging. But we got to take a deep dive of why, where, when did this happen? We got to look at all the root causes of why this perfect storm happened. We can't think that just this little surgery is going to be, okay, you're fine. You don't know how many patients I've seen. Oh, you'll be struck by lightning before this cancer comes back. And then it's all back and it's stage four. And so I had a young lady come in and she hasn't seen us for three years. We did all the prevention and then she didn't do her follow-up. And now she went from a simple stage one to a stage four in a couple of years. That's because she said, you know, she got involved in her work, work took over, and then she didn't stay attuned to what's going on. There is no finish line to help. That's what people don't understand. People think you're done. You're never done until you're in your casket, okay? Health is a continuous living journey that you are working on all the time. I'm not saying you're trying to be perfect all the time. But you need to live within the universal laws of Mother Nature. We have to look at that. And that's what people are th- just kind of, it's a free-for-all now. And like, no one is saying, you know, we need to sleep about eight hours. We need to drink water and we have to drink purified water because all the toxins are in the water. Okay, anyone can look up their water in their area and look. And they all say carcinogenic, carcinogenic, carcinogenic. <laughs> There's no safe level of any heavy metal or toxin in the water. There's no safe level. And then you look at the pollution, the air pollution. It's really very, very significant. I mean, all you have to do is look what happened in Ohio. All those chemicals will come here. They're very, very serious chemicals, and they're comparing it to like a Chernobyl. And if anybody's watched Chernobyl, they say, oh, no, it's no big deal, and we can drink the water, and everything's fine. No, everything is not fine, okay? When there is chemical, you know, explosion, Everyone needs to take the proper measures, and we've got to teach the people living there and the people living here and the people living where you live how to do self-care, because self-care is the new health care. We can't rely on the system that is spending so much money and not giving us results. This is so great, and especially because you said at the beginning, one in two of us will get cancer. It's so much better just to prevent it. And I read, of course, The Cancer Revolution, your amazing book, because I send it to everyone who gets a diagnosis. I wish people would read it before the diagnosis because it is a prevention guide. It is a prevention guide. Like if people just, I know people have taken my book and they have cancer and prevented their reoccurrence just by doing all of those things. I mean, come on. I mean, and we have cancer conversation every two weeks, an educational series. We all should be spending time 
how do we create the best version of ourselves? We all should be educating. I mean, fortunately, there's this podcast, so many podcasts, there's so many now biohackers and people out there to listen to, to create health, not only in yourself, but in your family. And because the family is the nucleus of your personal community. And so we all have to work very good from very early on. You know, if you teach your one-year-old about eating healthy, then that's what they grow up and to be. Now, there's always exceptions to every rule. We know that. For the most part, as you, you know, children always go back to their roots. Right. And, you know, you're talking about being so intentional. And, like, we were out for dinner 10 years ago when, when they made this announcement that Orange County had the highest breast cancer rates in America. Was that about 10 years ago? And I remember my husband, Hal, looked at you and said, why is that? And you said environmental toxins. So we're talking about the environment and how we have to be so mindful of everything. Like I'm drinking my organic purity coffee with my grass-fed milk. No, that's just my lifestyle because yeah. I need to be healthy. So I really continue to do this. <laughs> health directly affects your significant other. Your first year of all yourself. So you can't do your passion and it affects your significant other and then everyone around you. So if you get sick, lots of people are involved. And I always tell people because people are like, oh, my God, I don't know. I can live like that. And I'm like, no, don't try to do it all in one day. I tell people it takes about a year to start enlisting new ways of living and examining your personal lifestyle. You know, whether it's your kitchen, your bathroom, how you sleep your EMF in inventory. Now, I bring up all that in the book because people are overwhelmed with all the new health rules. And I tell people, if you don't spend time, money, and energy on your health, you're going to be spending all your time, money, energy on your illness. If people just did preemptive, precise, predictive, and preventive medicine, and you should be going to a doctor, partnering with a physician who is all about preventing disease and teaching you how to be healthy from your mind to your body. And so unfortunately, medicine is all about the next drug, which is the third leading cause of death in this country. So is that why we don't hear more doctors talking about EMF? Well, most doctors don't think EMFs are any big deal. Okay. They think, oh no, there's no studies. Well, if they look at the bioinitiative report, there's lots and lots and lots of studies on EMFs. And I always tell people, let's pretend it's only 10 or 20% true. Why wouldn't we pay attention to that? And why wouldn't we just take these proper measures? And now I know many more doctors now are talking about this, okay? So there's lots of science out there. I mean, if you look at Ole Johansson, who's one of my favorite people, he's a Nobel Prize winner, and I sent you stuff on him. I always tell people, hand washing. Dr. Semmelweis from Hungary, he said we need to initiate hand washing in the hospital to prevent infections postpartum. Okay. They all thought he was crazy and committed him. Literally, it's a true story. And then it took 100 years to get hand washing. Well, now today, not only do we hand wash, we hand wash for 20 minutes before we go in to a procedure and it's done with multiple layers of, of protection and you wear gloves, but it took a hundred years. So we, the problem we have, it's now. The problem is now, and we need to be addressing the salvation of humanity right now and not waiting. 
And this is what is so disturbing is I just don't understand why we're not in a 911. I feel like we're in a 911 of how we need to take care of our human race. And not just here, you know, it's not just in the United States, you know, because a lot of countries want to be like us. Now it's hotels are into wellness, all these dimensions. Now there's more and more people talking about health and wellness and how, like, if you go on vacation, you know, it's forest bathing and how you yes. can sleep and yes. the and the waters, you know, the baths that are big in Europe, you know, like, I mean, in Germany and, and some of the European countries going into a bath. I know that I, when I was in Baden-Baden, that was normal way of living is to be in these saunas and in these baths and water. And like everybody was in community because now they're saying we're disconnected. We're connected with the darn cell phone, but that's not connectedness. So we've disconnected humanity and we need the community. You know, someone said community is the guru of the future. We need each other. And if you look at all the studies on aging and the blue zone and everything, it was really all about their community and how they helped each other and how they worked together and how they, you know, somebody else's garden became your food and somebody's chickens became your chickens, et cetera. So we've gone away from helping each other and being, you know, in synergy and harmony with each other. And so that's what we need to do. And I think people are hearing that message. And before we go, we're going to get the, your top five tips. But I do want people to know the EMF is so incredibly serious because all those wonderful things you were talking about, the forest bathing and, you know, the beach walks, all these wonderful things. We are now doing that in a bath of EMF radiation wireless energy is just coating the environment and we're safer inside than outside. And that has got to change. That's the next thing we've got to address. And just so great for people like you to be my friends and also to share all this information. And you are always on the cutting edge. And I appreciate your leadership so much, Learen. Unfortunately, it's built inside of me. I can't help but not. And I know you're like that too. You love all this and you want to know the latest, greatest wonderful thing. And and you're right. We need to be aware of this. But I do think, though, a lot of my patients now that I'll talk about that, they all are now, people are aware today. I don't think they know what to do, though. That is the problem, is they don't Lots know what ideas. to do. But you know what to do. So listen to August, because August does have all the greatest, latest tips, because this is her passion, is EMFs. So you need to listen to her because she experiments. If you know anything about August, she goes on these long experiments and is compulsive about what she is trying to discover and what she finds. Thank you, Leanne. Now I want to hear your top five tips. And honestly, everyone, you can get the Cancer Revolution and use it as your preventative guide. But real quickly, your top five that, you know, pretend that we're your patients today. And how? what are your top five tips for us to not have to come see you next week. I think the most important thing is setting your mind every day. So before I get out of bed, as soon as I, you know, I usually wake up before my alarm, but I always like set my mind. So I always think in gratitude. So I do lots of gratitude affirmations. So if I have a problem, I turn it into a gratitude of affirmation. And so the most important thing that I say, the first first affirmation I say is thank you, dear God, for perfect health, perfect harmony, perfect healing, and perfect happiness in my body from head to toe. And then I go on. Everybody will have their own unique 
variation of what they need to be solving. Number one thing is you have to have perfect health. So set your mind. So if I'm driving uh, and I don't have to take a call or something, I do that. If I'm walking up the stairs or walking down the hall or going to the restroom, I'm living in gratitude for the smallest thing. I'm always happy when I get into my bed and I'm able to have a switch to turn off my electricity and I have a canopy on my bed up to protect EMF. So because I'm I'm a sensitive like August is, so I have to take all the precautionary measures. Second thing is plan your day, like plan your day. So I believe that your day starts when you go to sleep. So you need to go to sleep. And we know, we know we have the circadian rhythm, which I know August knows all about. She did lots of studies and taught lots of people how to honor their circadian rhythm. So that's about 10 to 6, give or take 30 minutes for people. It just depends. But we're a 24-hour machine. But your day starts when you go to sleep because if you don't sleep well, then the next part of your day is not good. You're irritable, you're depressed, you're moody, your sugar goes up, you increase your risk for all kinds of diseases. Then you need to drink water. Now, I personally drink a green juice and I put aloe in my green juice and I put vitamin C in my green juice. I put silica for my hair, skin and nails and for it's great for aluminum toxicity, which there's lots of aluminum now in the air. So I do that and then I go work out and then you've got to move and you don't need to be a marathon runner or be a triathlete, but you've got to move your 800 powerful, miraculous muscles every day. And most people think walking is okay, but you got to do weights. You got to do weights. I do weights three times a week. And so, and if you only have 30 minutes, if you only have 15 minutes, whatever it is, go find time to move your body and try to create some kind of exercise routine that you can do that you like or that you enjoy. Discipline's the foundation of progress. I hate to say it's just the way it is. Then you need to eat foods that nourish and strengthen and heal your body. You know, people always say, oh, no, it's difficult. I'm like, no, it's not difficult. It's not really that difficult. Go to the farmer's market, go to a good grocery store that has the items that you enjoy. Just like she was saying, she drank her beautiful coffee with grass-fed milk or cream. You know, it's a joy and you learn to love these things. Okay. And then I would say that you need to be aware of the electromagnetic fields. Like August was saying, we're blanketed with this invisible energy web. And so you got to take precautions. Go to Augusta's website. She's got it all. She's got talks about the studies. And she, you can kind of start with little things, start doing with don't carry your phone, put your phone on airplane mode, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of great things. And then I would say that everyone should probably do some kind of detoxification every day. So that could be as simple as an enjoying a bath of Epsom salts, baking soda, and clay. They can do liver cleanses. They can do a really good cleanse, 21-day eating cleanse. I, my favorite one is the standard process one. And then if people want don't want to do that, they could do a quick seven-day. Or you can do a fasting. Like fasting is great because fasting, your body goes in garbage cleanup. They call it autophagy. People can incorporate that. You can incorporate zeolite. I like zeolite. gets volcanic ash mineral being around for a very long time. Another molecule I like is carbon-60, which is natocized charcoal and olive oil. So unfortunately, to live in this world, we have to do some kind of, I call it purification. Detox sounds horrible. Now, my cancer patients, you know, I might have them do liver cleanses or coffee enemas. Infrared sauna is amazing. I've had an infrared sauna in my clinic for 25 years. There's no drug that can replace what a sauna can do. With 50%, the finished studies show there's a 50% reduction 
in mortality if you do sauna high temperatures for 15 or 20 minutes. You can't go wrong. So investing in that, I tell people it's the best investment you can make in your health. But you got to do something. Start small. Start methodically. Don't try to be overwhelmed and try to do it all overnight. It's not. It took August and I many, many years and we're curating it all the time. All the time. We're like, okay, now what's the best? And we want to make things that are easy and comfortable to do. And we mentioned forest bathing. Forest bathing, you know, it's funny because, you know, forest bathing is basically being in nature. But being in nature, what a simple concept. I mean, that's what people did all the time as they were in forest bathing. You and I played outside all the time. But we think about that. And now, unfortunately, with the blanket of EMFs around us, you know, unfortunately, with all the satellites they're putting up and, oh, I mean, I don't know what's even healthy anymore. And you and I have talked about that. When you lived close to the ocean, you went and measured things. And I mean, it's not a pretty sight. So you almost like have to enclose yourself. Carry a meter. No, you can find those little pockets of clean yes. air. And, you know, that's why I carry a little meter with me. So I'm... that's why I go to Puerto Vallarta in uh, heaven. And then, of course, it's only 3G there. And then there's lots of pockets of, you know, nature, right. tremendous amount of nature there, ocean. You know, people can walk on, as you know, we've talked about walking on natural surfaces, sand or dirt or grass or hugging a tree and all that, or sitting under a tree and things like that. If people could see you, and I hope that you will come to YouTube and, and just look at Learn's beauty. She is fit and strong, and she feels as good as she looks. And she looks amazing. And I think that that's a testament, honestly, to all of this healthy living. And you live what you preach. You practice what you preach. And it's just amazing to to be your friend and to be able to take counsel from you. Well, I love the synergy that we, you and I both have because we love and are passionate about health. And we want to change the world. We want to help be front row seat with everyone's life to help them because we know we've lived it and we know. And so now it's like we want to bless others with what we know. And, and you uh, do with your series. Tell us a little bit about the series. First of all, we're on Instagram. So we do, you know, all kinds of informational, educational Instagram. Then we have our cancer conversation, which we talk about a variety of subjects. You should come on. We, we should have you as a guest to talk about EMFs because you see that people. Yeah, it will be fabulous. We talk about every everything. Like one of my friends talked about toxins uh, on Tuesday a week ago, and he's a very world renowned doctor. I don't I, I don't know if you know Doctor Lee Cowden. Yes, he's yes. retired now, but he is he retired. Do you know why he retired? No. Because of EMF toxicity. Yeah, so he developed atrial fibrillation. We're all electrical, okay? And so your heart, though, is constantly beating for you. And so atrial fib is an irregularity in your heart. And he developed atrial fibrillation. And it was due to the constant exposure of EMFs. So sorry to hear that. Now, well, now he's doing great. I talked to him about a week ago and he's doing great. And I told me, he says, I'm figuring out all the different etiologies of how that developed from emotional to nutritional, to EMFs and everything. So he's, you know, geared up his house like in a very profound protection with the right roof, the right everything. He knows all the bells and whistles like you do. And so, and he doesn't, he's limited his travel now. 
because of the EMFs, he can't go, you know, he really can't travel. He's not ready to travel. I carry that canopy with me everywhere I go. Oh, you do? That's smart. Well, he has an EMF sleeping bag now. That works. Um, that's what he sleeps in, too, not to mention the other pr- protections. It's it's very, very serious now. Yeah, and that's what happens. When we get too much, then our bodies overreact, just like you're talking about. Just like a, It's like an allergy, really, and, and you're allergic to peanuts and you can't go near a peanut factory. It gets right. that intense. And that's why I caution people. Stay away as much as you can. But anyway, Learn, thank you so much. We can find you online. We can find you with your web series. And I'm going to link to your book. And I'm going to link to your channel. And I just hope everyone will enjoy Learn's wisdom and knowledge because this is who she is. And she'll, she's just so happy to share it with us. Thank you. You've been so generous. Wow. What an amazing conversation. Do not forget to go to the Center for New Medicine's website, Get to know Lee Aaron more, read her blog, listen to her podcast, stop at the Perfectly Healthy Shop, mm-hmm. and get some supplements. Oh, you know what? They have my favorite vitamin Z ever, that Vitality C. Vitality C. It's a powder mm. that tastes like... Uh, oh my gosh, how? It it's not, so let, good. Let's just say it does not taste like tang. Oh my gosh, it's or- so... Oh my gosh, it's delicious. It's absorbable. Wait, wait, what's I, that? I, what's that I orange do juice? actually drink this it does, every, it does not, every morning. Oh my, are we going to have this conversation, yes. really? If you're expecting it to taste like Sunny D, don't even. It's not Sunny D. But it does have a lot of great vitamin C, and it's actually better for you, I guess, more absorb- absorbable. 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 Absorptive. So anyway, we are going to have links in our show notes to the Center for New Medicine, the Cancer Center for Healing, Learen's books, Perfectly Healthy and the Cancer Revolution, as well as her wildly popular Instagram. Oh, yeah. And TikTok. She's, TikTok. She's actually quite uh, popular on TikTok. You get to see what she eats for lunch, which I guess is interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Not for me, but I guess a lot of people like Makes that. Makes me hungry. Also, one, just one thing, if you're looking on the internet to find it, the uh, URL is CFN Medicine. So Center for New Medicine, CFNMedicine.com. Thank you so much for listening. I know you enjoyed this. And now you know why so many people come from all over the world to see this woman and why her book was a best and is a bestseller and why I'm so proud to call her friend. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. I hope you loved it. If you do like what you've heard, leave us a review and subscribe to the show. For more tools and information to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world and navigate those tech toxins, follow Tech Wellness on all the usual social media channels and head over to techwellness.com for resources, videos, solutions, and so much more. I'm August Bryce. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be well.